Welcome to the Traveling Image Makers Podcast, your source of inspiration about travel photography. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as we bring you on a tour around the world with our guests. A few weeks ago, while I was browsing online, I happened to find an article on Resource Travel Magazine. This article was written by an Australian photographer named Anna Tenney, and it was about her journey across uh, uh, Southeast Asia, Nepal, Cambodia, and Thailand. And I found it really inspiring for reasons that will become apparent if you listen to the interview. So I don't want to spoil the contents of the interview. Um, you will have just to, to trust me and listen to the end. It's really, really inspiring and uh, an amazing story. So I hope you will enjoy it and you will find all the links and references to the original story on our website at ttim.photo slash 14. Before switching over to my interview with Anatany, I would just like to give you a heads up. Our next episode, number 15, to be published in about a week, will feature both an audio and a video version. The video version having been recorded on location uh, with a really popular and amazing guest. I'm not going to spill any beans about it. You will just have to follow us. Uh, you can subscribe to iTunes, to our feed, or join our newsletter to be notified when new episodes are released. So that's it for now. And enjoy my interview with Anatany, and we'll see you again in a week. Thank you. So hi, Anna. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So you're in California right now? Yes, that's correct. Okay, but you are uh, originally from Australia. I see, I see on your uh, on the article I was reading that I was referring to earlier that you define yourself as a crazy Aussie photographer. That's and, and totally maybe, correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe the story you're about to to tell us uh, is a little bit crazy. Can you uh, let us know what's the, what the story is? Yeah, sure. So I recently went on a crazy adventure through Asia with a, a man by the name of Chris Cook. And what's very unique about him is that he is a, a quadruple amputee. He was actually born like that, so he has no limbs. And he gets around on a skateboard. So, yeah, he's a very unique character. And our adventure on top of that, traveling through Asia, was quite unique. And I guess to let you know how it all came about – uh, it was yeah, about a year or so ago that he was at my local high school doing a talk to all the students. You know, he's a, he's a motivational speaker as well as a farmer, actually, when he's at home, which is also quite unique. But as part of his speaking, he was doing a talk at the local high school. And I'd found out that morning I invited myself along and I got speaking to him before his presentation. And to keep a long story short, he basically said that he really wanted to go traveling to Southeast Asia specifically, and that's somewhere that I could offer a lot of advice because I've already been multiple times in the past. So we kept contact, and we'd only spoken, as I said, for 15 minutes. And so a day or two later, I reached out to him and just sort of said, I hope you don't think I'm too crazy, but I would really love to go on an adventure with you. So if you're still interested in going to Southeast Asia, I'd love to go too, and I'd love to help you out by taking some photos and showing you around to a few places that I've already been and uh, that we could have this adventure together and surprisingly he actually agreed 
and I guess initially I didn't really think any more of it because I guess by nature I'm quite a positive, maybe naive person. So I didn't think anything about it until just before we left. And I thought, oh, my God, you know, this man, he has no limbs. And although from what I saw, he was quite independent, uh, the fact that we we're going to Asia, who knows what could happen? You know, the, the hygiene there isn't, you know, what most of us are used to and the road conditions aren't favorable and you know there were several things that could go wrong but we set off on this adventure anyway did you have anything uh, particular in mind when you decided to, to ask chris i mean you were just looking for somebody to to share your travels with you and you thought he was just uh, just an awesome guy or there was also uh, if my if i may ask uh, uh, an element of a of a challenge the, the challenge of traveling across third world countries with a with a limbless man uh, would that play some part uh, in uh, in your decision Well, I guess personally, the, the, my main intention was that I really wanted to help him out. From the brief moment that I'd spent with him, I could just tell that he was a very giving, generous person and that he obviously inspired a lot of people. And so if I could help him do that, I thought that not only would it be an amazing adventure, but I'm actually helping him out, which in turn, I think inspires and helps a lot of others. So that was my main thought. Obviously, it would be a bit of a challenge, but I didn't really think of it so much at the time. And when I reached out to him, I guess I'd sort of said that I've Personally, I've been to Thailand already six times and I've been to Cambodia a couple of times. And and so I did mention some specific places that would make it a bit easier to start off with because I'd already been there uh, and I thought it would make the journey a bit easier. But really it was mainly just to help him out as best I could and go on a crazy adventure together. I see. And I'm reading here on the article about this story that you, you actually found out that uh, your expectations were not met in a sense that you found out that the the adventure was much easier than you than you expected Oh, yes, definitely. So I guess when I had originally asked him, I was quite naive about the whole thing. I didn't second guess it. But before I left, everything that everyone had been telling me, they're like, are you sure about this? Will you have to look after him? Are there things you'd have to do for him? You sure he will be okay in Asia? You know, before I flew out, all these things hit me and I just thought, oh, no, <laughs> what have I got myself and what have I got him into? But I had to push that aside. And from the second that he arrived, I knew that everything would be okay because he just he just rolled in on his skateboard with the biggest smile on his face and everyone around him you could just tell that you know they were inspired by this man and it was so easy because everywhere we went everyone did their best to help out and you know rather than take advantage of us which would would have been very easy given our situation instead everyone offered what they could do to help us so yeah it was much easier than everyone I knew expected as well so that was quite a pleasant surprise And uh, even if it were not for the for his uh, physical situation, I mean, just uh, just the idea of going on a six week trip across uh, Southeast Asia with a complete stranger, with somebody who is essentially a complete stranger until 15 minutes earlier. 
would have been uh, unthinkable for for many people. So, yeah, my my congratulations. You you are very <laughs> you're very brave. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, I guess that's true. But I I I've spent the last ten years since I finished school. I've actually done quite a lot of traveling, and I guess I I personally have never really had any negative experiences more because well, one I generally try and use a bit of common sense and try not to put myself in a dangerous situation. But I've also been very lucky with the people that I've met that everyone has been really warm and really welcoming and so maybe that does make me um, put myself out there a bit more but I could just tell I think I'm fairly good at reading people that I could tell that he was quite generous and he was someone that I could personally trust and thankfully it did work out that way it could have been the complete opposite but uh, it was a very fantastic experience and I'm, I'm glad I put myself out there and, and suggested the idea even though I'm sure anyone else would think it was quite crazy. And I think it, this is a great testimonial to the fact that, you know, people, for the most part, are, are just great. They are yes, generous definitely. like you or open like uh, like Chris and uh, and willing to to experiment and to, to challenge themselves and to put themselves in a, in a situation which uh, uh, is not, not usual and uh, could end up, as you said, in a, in a complete mess. <laughs> yeah, but, that's uh, it. It's, yeah. uh, that's that's just great. I mean, it's a, it's a great, inspiring story, and that's why I, I wanted to to interview you. Um, Thank you very much. Well, I think on that note as well, I personally feel that you get out of life what you put into it, and I think Chris is a great example. And I guess what I did is an example of that too. That I myself am quite positive and trusting, and I think I attract people like that into my life. And same with Chris because he is so happy and he is so positive, he receives that kind of energy back. Because I, I think he even says it himself. If he was much more negative about his situation and felt sorry for himself and was sour on the world, then he wouldn't receive the, the same kind of attention that he gets. I think people wouldn't feel as warm towards him. But the fact that he's always got a, a smile on his face and he's happy with who he is, uh, that you know he attracts the kind of people that want to be around him and want to help him out. And I think you know that says a lot as well. And uh, you you went to, to places uh, you you visited schools you you talked to kids and so on, and uh, that's that's probably been uh, a great source of inspiration also for for those kids seeing a person like Chris doing all the things he does uh, with his well comparable ease I I would say and uh, and always with a smile on his face uh, it's probably a a great great. Uh, uh, lesson for for those oh definitely and i think even more so in the countries that we visited because i think you know i can say personally coming from australia i think there's a, a different attitude towards people like chris there that we're very understanding of it and there's a lot of facilities and infrastructure in place but unfortunately in a lot of the countries that we visited uh i think for people in chris's situation they don't really have the same support there and I think people with disabilities, obviously you get a lot of beggars on the street and there's a different mindset there. It's, it's, it's very different to – so Chris is from Canada, so he found it was very different to back home, whereas I think it was great for these people to see that despite the fact that you, you may have been born a certain way, that you can still enjoy life, that you can still try and get out there and, and do something rather than be hidden away because often that is what ha is – 
that is often what happens over there. So I think it was good for them also to get a new perspective, but also for Chris too, because I guess especially the part of the trip that we spent in Nepal, I think it was quite heartbreaking for him to see how people with disabilities were treated there and how they didn't have the same opportunities that he had growing up. So, yeah, I think it was a bit of an eye-opening experience for him too, but also for anyone there who had a disability to see, you know, how happy and independent he still was and he didn't really worry about anyone thought about him either. So I think the thing went both ways really and I think visiting those kind of countries made a bigger impact than, say, if we would have went to North America or to Europe. I love it. So speaking of the places you've been to, can you tell us a bit about the, the countries you visited or any particular country or place that uh, left a... Uh big hole in your heart that you would like to maybe to, to go back one day something really uh, you left a bit of your heart there I would say <laughs> well just to give you a quick overview uh, we spent the first two weeks in Thailand and then the next two in Cambodia and the final two weeks in Nepal and for me personally I've already been to Thailand seven times I love the people I love the culture I love the food and it's close to Australia so that's why I've been so many times plus I have friends there from volunteering. Uh, Cambodia, I love the temples, but for me it was the first time I'd been to Nepal. So I guess for me personally, Nepal had the biggest impact because I hadn't been there before. But also towards the end of the trip, we had a lot of meetings. Chris would go see some of the – there were lots of refugees there from Syria and from Somalia. And so I think it was – probably the deeper part of the trip where we met people that were going through their own challenges as well. And I guess from a physical aspect, we also started the trek towards Everest Base Camp, which for Chris too was uh, pretty incredible that he attempted the first part of it, even though our timing schedule We weren't able to do the whole thing because to get to Everest Base Camp, you need two weeks and we didn't have the time frame to do that. But I think it also had such a big impact on Chris that he really would love to do that someday and set that as a challenge. He's at the moment, because his mode of transport is his skateboard, obviously trying to hike up to Everest Base Camp isn't possible with his board. So his plan is to get some prosthetics made so that he can do the climb himself. And I was personally obviously quite impressed with that, but I think that's something for him as a, a personal goal that he wants to achieve and hopefully do some sort of a fundraiser that he can give back to the people of Nepal, like the people there that, that have disabilities and that are struggling much more than, than he did when he was a child growing up in Canada. So I think for both of us, Nepal was definitely the place that had the greatest impact. Um, although I have to admit, I absolutely love Thailand and Cambodia. The people there are really happy. And, and everywhere we went in all three countries, people were just so welcoming and warm. And it was just really beautiful to see. How is the situation in Nepal after the earthquake? Well, we were actually there before the earthquake oh, and not okay. long before it. So we haven't seen it since, but we've had contact with people afterwards. And obviously, they've been quite devastated through the whole experience. Uh, but yeah, when we were there, it was before before okay. the earthquake. Okay. Yeah. Good. Another thing I would like to ask you is uh, what, what lessons did you bring back home from this trip? Well, I guess the first thing for me was, you know, the reward you get when you just take a chance. You know, I could have been a bit more logical about my decision and thought, oh, Chris, you know, I only spoke to him for 15 minutes and um, given his situation, it probably wouldn't have been the easiest thing and I could have easily talked myself out of it. But the fact that I took a chance, I had a very rewarding experience. But I think also 
from traveling with someone like Chris is realizing what having such a positive attitude and not really caring what other people think and having that confidence, what that also attracts into your life. Like he obviously, he looks different, but he doesn't care. And I think as a female, you know, there's a lot of things that we tend to be self-conscious about that we really shouldn't care about. So just seeing his attitude made me realize, you know, how much easier it made life for him, but how it attracted more positive energy into his life as well. So, yeah, that were the two main things that I learned from from traveling with him and from this trip. Do you have any plans to to do another similar trip with with Chris or in the future? I would absolutely love to and initially while we were on that trip we had discussed the idea of doing a few other things together, but funnily enough on that trip I met my, my well now partner and so did he so we're both busy with our own lives and we also have partners that you know with with our spare time we're generally spending time with them so for us to try and line something out that fits into both our schedules as well as our partners maybe we'll have to do a trip next time with the four of us uh but yeah certainly in the future i would love to at this stage we don't have anything specifically planned but It was such an awesome adventure that I yeah, really love to go on a, another trip with him for sure. And any other trips that you are planning to take on your own? Oh, yes. So actually, uh, well, as you originally mentioned, I'm in California at the moment visiting my partner who's also an amazing photographer. His, his name is Benjamin Von Wong. And we are leaving on Sunday. We're going to New Zealand for two weeks. We're working on a conservation project that he's doing with his photography there. And then we're planning on going to Bhutan. So we'll be there for two weeks. And I'm actually planning on meeting Chris on Sunday because his girlfriend lives in Los Angeles and our flight stopover is in L in LA. So hoping to catch up with Chris and his partner at the airport, even if it's only for a few hours <laughs> before we make our way to New Zealand. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's my plans coming up. Oh, so yeah, you should say hi to Benjamin. I probably <laughs> will do. We, we are friends on Facebook and we have some common friends, even though we didn't ever meet or talk to each other but yeah we have common friends so say hi to ben i oh, will do we'll do <laughs> you also have a very uh entertaining video on um on that website the, the website is uh, resource travel magazine uh we will put a link in the in the blog post that goes together with this with this episode so people can can read more and uh, and find more about that adventure um Uh, aside from this, where can people go to find more about you personally? Well, so my name is Anna Tenney and I basically have – my website's very easy. It's just AnnaTenney.com. My Facebook is Anna Tenney Photography and on Instagram I'm Anna Tenney. So I think as far as I've seen, I'm the only Anna Tenney on the, the internet, so I'm pretty easy to track down. Uh, but also the video, if people have trouble finding it, on the resource link, my partner, Benjamin uh, Von Wong, he made it. So it's also on all, all of his different sites. So Von Wong, he's the only one as well. So we're both very easy to find. And same with Chris, Chris Cook, he's the only one out there. So <laughs> we've all got very unique names. Well, we'll put links anyway, just so people, yeah. I mean, so they don't have to, to Google you or Benjamin yeah. or Chris. 
yep. find the links on our page. That's a suggestion yep. to right. go. Yeah, this. well, they're, they're all for you to find them. Oh, I can even send them to you. Yeah, but for you yeah. To... No, that's, yeah that was easy. just a little subliminal message to our listeners. Go visit <laughs> our page and you will find all the links. <laughs> that's, awesome. That's Fantastic. how it works. Okay, anything else that you, you would like to... To, to say or mention about this or about you, your photography, that you think people should know? Um, not particularly. I guess maybe one thing is that from this trip, it all came about by chance, but I think it's, it's also inspired me to work on a new project in terms of I think I particularly would like to source out individuals like Chris. Maybe um, I, I, I also like the idea of everyday individuals that are trying to make a difference so I think this is a particular angle that I would like to take with my photography because as I said I'm mainly a wedding and portrait photographer which I love but I also really love meeting inspiring people which I guess is why I invited Chris in the first place so I think a new direction for me is to start photographing more people like that and just incorporating it into some sort of a crazy adventure or giving it a new spin rather than just your normal portrait headshots I suppose yeah and I uh, was reading the art, your article again, and there's a section there that says just take a chance. And uh, that's what you did. And uh, yep. it, was a, it was a great success. If you don't take chances, you don't take risks, you don't, uh, you don't get anything. So that's, that's, uh, that, exactly that's right. a great lesson. I think so too. Okay, so yeah, thanks for, uh, for your inspiring story. Uh, it was really awesome. And uh, again, people should just uh, go and read all about it and see your, and of course, see your uh, stunning photos uh, that you took there. They're, they're not just beautiful, they're also moving and uh, showing that just not the uh, typical travel photos. Oh, I went to Angkor Wat and I took a photo of temples. It's <laughs> yeah. a photo of, uh, of Chris. Uh, uh, being surrounded by children who they look so happy uh, seeing him. So yeah. thank you very much. You're welcome, and uh, all the best for your next uh, trips and adventures and weddings and whatever. Wonderful. Um, I can say the same for you, and thank you very much for inviting me along today. You're welcome. So take care. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Bye bye. So that was it. I hope you will agree with me that this was a really inspiring, great interview. And the story of Anna and Chris at least pushed me to, to rethink some of my assumptions about the travel. So I hope that did the same for you. Uh, just remember, you can find all the links and notes about these episodes at ttim.photo slash 14. Till the next time, all the best to you and to your journeys. <laughs>